Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And we are here today to answer some questions related to building an app for your practice. Yeah, that's every time we get a practice that says, hey, you think we should build an app? We're like, no. Why? Why would you do that? You know, but I will say we've built an app or two um, for practices back in the day. And uh, while we enjoyed doing them back then, we really try to steer our clients away from building apps now. You know, the fact is more than half of your website visitors are visiting your website on mobile. And so I think sometimes, especially practice managers, get like lured into the idea of having an app because it sounds fun and people are doing it on their phone. Or a doctor saw it and they're like, you know what, we need an app. We need an app. But Everybody the, has apps, so I want an app. But the fact is, if it, if you're doing it because your website, you know, that most people are on their on their phone now, more than half of your visitors are on their phone, um, you then you need to put your money into redesigning your website, not into building an app, because you need a mobile friendly website. Yeah, we see anywhere between fifty one and sixty five percent of traffic these days coming from the the mobile uh, devices. So that's you know um, tablets and, and phones and what have you. Um, but if your website is set up for that, which it should be by now, uh, then there's no need to have an app because you're just going to put the same information on your website into the app and it's going to cost you like 15 grand or more to develop an app. That's in the day, yeah, in the day you put it out, it's going to be out of date. Yeah, exactly. So r- right now though, there's over a hundred million apps that are available in the marketplace. And think about that hundred million apps that you're going to be competing against. And 30% of app users, they're, they're not using it to make appointments at their local healthcare provider. They're using it for social, social networking. Yeah, I, um, I saw a stat the other day that said the average person uh, today downloads zero apps per month, and they spend 80% of their time within three different apps. And so those three apps vary per person, um, but still you're only going into three. You know, you're looking at your email, your web browser, and then like, Facebook. Yeah, say. and I, I read something that said that you know that users are um, they're looking basically at, they're doing social networking in their apps, they're listening to music, maybe watching videos, or they're playing a game, right. and that's what they're doing on their tablets and their smartphones. It's essentially it's going to be all about communication and entertainment and um, the things that can help people cope with the stress of everyday life. They're not going and checking out what their doctors look like on an app or making an appointment. I can tell you that. Yeah, and um, actually the the new revolution that's supposed to be coming are called bots. You guys may have heard about this. There was um, just a, a big conference a couple of days ago, and they were talking about this. Facebook was having uh, this uh, big annual conference. I think it's called F8. And they were talking about how they're going to open up this platform. So on Facebook Messenger, uh, you can develop what's called a bot, quote-unquote, um, to answer these questions for, for customer care and things like that. Like, for instance... Um, Domino's is creating a bot that you can talk to through Facebook and you can order a pizza by talking to this like artificial bot thing. That's pretty awesome. Right. And and so they're what what they're now saying is that this is the next wave and these are going to replace apps because there's an app fatigue 
and people are not going to download these apps anymore especially if you know there's one specific for your, for your medical office like they have so many already why would they download another one um, so the bots are like the big thing apps are like almost yesterday's news already if you can believe that and so I mean it's even even more uh, fuel to the fire as to why you should not be pouring a ton of money into an app so the reason we thought this made sense to um, to discuss is we actually had a client this week who has built an app in the past and I will often get the doc saying hey what happened to our app how are we doing on it and I'll say look doc we let that go years ago because it was something that they wanted to put dollars in early on when apps were popular and um, there wasn't as much competition in the marketplace and they wanted to test it out and we realized very early on that we could pretty much accomplish the same thing that we were trying to accomplish in the app by making the website more mobile friendly. So last week I had a client come to me and they had a company, they, they I got an email from the practice administrator. He was looking at um, this company to help schedule appointments online. I went and checked them out. Basically they're an app developer. They were gonna develop an app for the practice. It was um, $28,000 spread over 12 months. So 28,000 divided by 12, you know, about two grand plus a month for it. Plus it was gonna be, um, I think like a $1.37 per appointment that was scheduled through the app. So I went, I downloaded the app to one of the practices that the company had put set aside. I looked at, um, did my due diligence, checked the background of the company. They're a developer. Uh, app developer and they also do software integration for patient scheduling long story short is i basically told the practice administrator hell no don't (laughs) do it what a waste of time energy and money and you know we have clients all the time doctor especially the independent physician that will come to us and say hey i have a great idea let's do an app and the the first question you have to ask them is what do you want to accomplish with an app yeah because you know odds are i would say especially with medical office apps i mean nine times out of ten what's on there why would you download that app right and and then what's on the app it's a bio of the doctor or doctors it's a way to schedule an appointment maybe directions it literally everything that's on the website so what i mean if you're okay it makes sense to think about an app maybe if you know you're going to integrate some like digital health tool and it's going to be used to like like a communication tool that's HIPAA compliant security compliant with patients right it's it's going to like improve outcomes or Mm -hmm. whatever then yeah 100% do that but I mean there's solutions out there already that are like way cheaper and and work way better well it's called your website almost yeah or or your patient portal we have we have um, a client that wanted to do an app and they're kind of they were trying to sell they were trying to sell us on it because they wanted to put these educational resources on there for within their respective field. And they said, yeah, people are, parents are going to download this app and they're going to keep it on the sideline during the soccer game. And when their kid hurts their knee, they're going to go to the app and schedule a semi, you know, semi-fast appointment. And then at the same time, they're going to see what they should do. Should they put ice on it? Should they put heat on it? Should they elevate it? And we told them, no, they're not. Parents aren't going to do no that. Way. Parents are going to go on Google and they're very quickly going to look up urgent care knee child and they're going to you know use whatever the G- GPS is in the quickest location. They're going to drive their kid there. They're not going to use an app to do that. So if you're thinking about an app, hopefully we're talking you out of it right now. <laughs> yeah, and then you also got to worry about like you said when right when the app launches, it's out of date. So then you got to worry about upkeep, design, security. I mean, there's a number of things that you have to worry about where you don't on a website, and they're doing, again, like the exact same thing. So if there's nothing specific that's going to improve patient outcomes, which is, I I mean, I think at the end of the day, what we all want to see, right, is better patient outcomes. So if the app can somehow do that, great. 
And if it can, also you might want to like go into app development and give <laughs> you can make a lot of money off of that, not just for your practice. Um, but odds are, your app is not going to improve outcomes, and it's not going to do anything different from your website. Unless you just want to say you have an app, right? In which, which was, case, go for it. Which was cool like six years ago, but now I don't know if that really even makes sense anymore. You know, it's not even. It's it's not worth it. Yeah. So again, if you're thinking about doing an app, you know, ask yourself why or what you're really trying to accomplish from it. I actually will say I have um. There's an app out there that I still see get promoted and get picked up a lot. There's an app out for um injuries in youth baseball. Um. So it's it's preventing youth baseball injuries. But the app is specific to for parents to put in the pitch count for their young players. And then it tells the parents when the player has reached a pitch count and how much rest they should have um, based on the data to support preventing the injuries. So an app like that is very useful. It ties you know, to the idea of sports medicine but doesn't directly tie back to the practice. And it provides a, um, a useful tool that parents can use. But at the end of the day, I don't know that that pitch count app that let's just say is in Spokane, Washington is the practice. I'm making that up. But let's say they're in Spokane, Washington, and we're down in Orlando, Florida, and we download that app for pitch count. I'm not going to take my child up to Spokane, Washington <laughs> to see the doctor. I'm going to go to my local orthopedic surgeon. So, you know, you got to think, you know, what is it you're trying to accomplish with this app? Is it to name ID for you to get out there? Or is it just, you know, is it something for your patients? Is it just to sound cool? But sometimes, you know, the return on investment is very few and far between developing your own app. Yeah, and I, I think one of the, the keys to an app is engagement, right? You want people to look at this thing, but you know, odds are, like like we were studying the stats earlier, people are only they have so many apps. Are they going to remember to click on yours? And even if you spend all this money to have this awesome digital experience, it's fun and friendly and simple and and everything else that you want it to be. You're still competing for attention from all these other apps and distractions and bings and noises and notifications. And, Ding. Yeah, exactly. So it's just easier. Uh, more cost effective if you're going to worry about you know that great digital experience worry about doing that on your website making that fun and friendly and simple with great content because you'll reach so many more people and you'll see much better conversion rates and return on investment from spending the money on the website than spending the money on the app amen so with that i think we've we've talked you out of building your own app and if we haven't godspeed yeah call us and then we'll talk you out of it <laughs> like one-on-one if we yeah. need to. So um, I think that's probably enough for today. And we've told you everything we can about the apps and how we deal with them with our practices. Don't do it. So like, I'm, <laughs> I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next time at Dr. Marketing Tips. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.